Genuine faith perseveres even when things don't go its way. Because a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. You're listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you've joined us as we continue to look at Hebrews chapter 11 and a message entitled, When Things Don't Go My Way. And if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you know that that happens. <laughs> for many of us, it almost seems like a daily occurrence. Things just don't go the way that we want them to go. And maybe we even go to God with that. We, we pray and ask him to work things out the way that we want them to be worked out. And God, in actually his grace, very often does not allow them to work out in that way because he's using those difficult circumstances for many of us to grow us, to strengthen our faith, for us to recognize that we need to be totally reliant and dependent upon him. And if he allowed things to work out the way in which we want, there are a lot of lessons many of us wouldn't learn. So, as we unpack Hebrews chapter 11 today and continue our message, just a great reminder from Pastor Ford that if things are not working out the way in which you wanted, it very well may be that God is using that difficult circumstance to grow your faith. Well, let's continue. When things don't go my way, once again, here is Pastor Ford. Pastor had been having trouble and he was thinking about leaving. And his uh, greatest trouble had been with the Worship leader, you know, they say that whenever Satan fell out of the sky, he fell into the choir loft, so I ain't surprised. But anyway, and so the pastor couldn't, of course, not this one now, not, not this choir, not this choir, amen. There are no fallen angels in this choir, amen. And so he had been having trouble and tension, and, and uh, he finally decided, you know, I'm going to see how this month's going to go. If it doesn't go well, I'm out of here. Because he wanted things to go his way. How many know there are pastors like that? Amen. Everybody say, not my pastor. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to leave you all up. Anyway, so, so the first week, he gets up and he said, I'm going to talk about this church moving forward. And the song leader got up to lead the congregation on him. He said, all right, turn in your hymnals to I shall not be moved. Then he came back the second week and he said, today we're going to talk about watching your tongue. Song leader came up to sing congregational hymn and he said, all right, stand up, turn in your hymnals to I love to tell the story. Third week he came back and he said, we're going to talk about giving today. Song leader got up and said, okay, turn in your hymnals to Jesus paid it all. Finally, he said, you know what, I think this is it. I'm going to see what's going to happen this Sunday. So he got up and he said, listen, I'm leaving here. And Jesus is the one who brought me to this church. And Jesus is the one who's taking me out of this church. Song leader got up and said, all right, everybody turn to what a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, the pastor didn't respond very well. And basically, it's because things did not go his way. How do you respond when a situation doesn't go your way? Because we need to know that how you respond to a situation often dictates what the outcome of the situation is going to be. Oh, I 
guess nobody ever handled it the wrong way. I, I like what Dr. Phil would do. Anybody ever watch Dr. Phil? Yeah, yeah. He, he would say, how's that working for you? And he would always ask that question whenever somebody did something stupid and had a response that would not have gotten them what they wanted in the first place. So in just, instead of coming out and saying, you know what your problem is, you stuck on stupid. He gives them a question that will help them try to do some self-analysis to say, well, it didn't work. And if anybody watched it most of the time, they still don't get it. You know, kind of like some of y'all anyway. And so this pastor got mad and left because things didn't go his way. And I told you last week, he needs to learn from me because uh, when things don't go my way, I'm staying right here. And if you get mad at me, listen, it's easier for you to move your membership than me to move my furniture. That's right. So how do you respond when things don't go your way? When you pick up the check and it has a pink slip in it. How do you respond when things don't go your way? How do you respond when the daughter says, I'm pregnant, when things don't go your way? How do you respond when the son says, I'm gay, when things don't go your way, when you go get the checkup and the doctor says, it's malignant, when things don't go your way, when your wife says, I want a divorce, when the business folds, when the ends don't meet, as a matter of fact, they're not even close enough to wave at each other. When you got too much month at the end of your money. When your money funny and your change is strange. That's right. What do you do when things don't go your way? When you get the phone call, big mama gone, y'all. When you find out that Ray Ray is a crackhead. What do you do when things don't go your way? When you've been talked about, lied on, cheated on, hated on, stabbed in the back, kicked to the curb again. Like the old preacher would say, I've been buked and I've been scorned. I've been, oh, you done heard the old preacher too? Yeah, what do you do when things don't go your way? We said last week, for those of you who weren't here, usually three responses. We get sad, like Shep Rock with a cloud over our head, throwing a pity party, playing our violin. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Or we get mad. Oh, yeah, they're going to get a piece of my mind. Now, I done told them last week, don't give them the last little piece. Hold on to some of it. Or, 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 or we jump bad. You know, we got some folk with some very toxic personalities, but they all at the 8 o'clock. <laughs> don't look around. Don't look around. <laughs> so it's flight, it's fight, or it's fright. Or if there are people who give up who give in or who give over. And, and we're not to be in that crowd. Let me say again. Oh, okay. We're not to be in that crowd. <laughs> and so the text that we've been studying lends itself to this very thing because it talks about Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob where they were given the promise by God of the land. So the land was in sight, but it wasn't in hand. It wasn't in hand, but it was in their heart. 
And the Bible tells us that ultimately this land, they understood that it was to point to a better land, that Canaan wasn't the last land because you got to fight in that land. But heaven is the last land because there's no more sorrow there. There's no more sickness there. There's no more. And let me tell you the best thing about heaven. Jesus is there. Amen. I know you can't wait to see your mama. You, you got a mama over there. But I guarantee you when you get to heaven, you ain't going to want to see mama. You only want to see the one who died for you. The one who shed his blood for you. That's all you just show me Jesus. Amen. Just the look upon his face and say you died for me. As messed up as I am. Hmm. Wow. So we said that this text in Hebrews 11, 13 through 16, teaches us this timeless truth. That genuine faith perseveres even when things don't go its way. Because a faith that can't be tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Let me say it again. These verses are teaching us that genuine faith, look at somebody say, not generic, mm -hmm, not pleather, not zirconium. All right. That genuine faith perseveres even when things don't go its way because a faith that can't be, is a faith that can't be that's right. Amen. What a great reminder from Pastor Ford that uh, a faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that can't be trusted. Well, you're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr. And as you've been listening to today's teaching, or maybe uh, recent sermons in the series, you've got a question for Pastor Ford. Well, you can always ask your question when you come to our website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. Click on that contact link. Give us your feedback or ask your question, and we'll make sure that he sees those. And who knows, maybe your question will even be answered in a future broadcast. Also want to let you know that you can always listen to Pastor Ford's teaching on the go. At the website, you'll find links to begin podcasting this program. And if you happen to use iTunes, would you go ahead and rate that? By doing so, you'll help us be found by even more people. You'll also find links there to the Moody Radio app. And it's a great way to listen to not just Treasured Truth, but other Moody Radio-produced programs and Internet radio stations. You can go to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org, click on the app button at the bottom of the homepage, and you'll find more information there. Or you can simply search for the app in your favorite app store, like iTunes, the Amazon App Store, or Google Play. Again, just search for the Moody Radio app when you get there. Well, let's get back to our message, When Things Don't Go My Way. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. So, we saw last week, very quickly, let me, let me recap. Keep on trusting Jesus. What do you do when things don't go your way? Keep on trusting Jesus. Notice what it says. These all died in faith, not having the promises. Let's see how well you listen to me. So, I said that the words, uh, the words in faith actually uh, aren't translated uh, appropriately because the word is what? Anybody remember? Kata, pistis. What does it mean? Down faith. 
It is their faith was down. It was rooted and grounded in, in Jesus Christ. And so these individuals were individuals. It's not talking about the faith. Let me just give you a little bit of what we talked about because we made the contrast. Not the faith, but down faith. What's the difference between the faith and down faith? Well, the faith brings earth to heaven, but down faith brings heaven down to earth. The faith is our conversion to Christ, but down faith is our confidence in Christ. The faith governs your position, but down faith determines your condition. The faith focuses in on the pardon Jesus supplies to you. But down faith focuses on the promises that Jesus said to you. So then, the faith is the faith that does this. It's the kind of faith that acts like God is telling the truth when my circumstances say that he's telling a lie. That is, that is, and let me just summarize and move on, say something I didn't say last week. That, well, remember, I brought the weebles. And uh, I gave out all these weebles. And, and said what? That the weebles, but they don't, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, we get blown in the wind and shake around, but we don't fall. Why? Come on, somebody tell me. You, you were here last week. We have something in us that's greater than the forces that are on the outside. So even though the forces on the outside may cause us to lend and bend, we'll never break because what we have in us straighten us back up. That is, Jesus will make you steady on stuff you used to slide on. That Jesus will make you up on stuff that used to get you down. That Jesus will make you over stuff that you used to be under. That Jesus will make you included in stuff that you used to be left out of it. So you got to keep on trusting Jesus. Why? Because he said, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. Why should we keep on trusting Jesus? Because he said John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it will be done for you of my Father which is in heaven. Keep on trusting Jesus. Why? Because he said Matthew 6, 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all, not some, all not most, but all these things shall be added unto you. What does all mean? All means all. That's all all means. And so he says then that you have someone with you. Why keep on trusting Jesus? Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Help me out, choir, because they ain't going to do it. It's like the old preacher used to say. The old preacher said, when you're hungry, yeah, when you're thirsty, He's a doctor, he's a lawyer, he's a wheel. Yeah, mm, yeah. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. 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 Don't mess with me, y'all. So let's move on. Let's finish the message today. 
principle number two. Now, we're dealing with principles. This is not a Bible study outline. This is not a sermonic outline. We're pulling out the principles of the passage. Here it is. Here it is. Principle number two. What's the first one? Come on, holler it back to me. Keep on trusting Jesus. Well, after all, what do you have left? Remember when they came to Peter and, and uh, his disciples left? It was that passage where he had multiplied fishes and loaves. They wanted to make him the welfare king. And because he wouldn't become a welfare king, they rolled on up. Posse up. Let's roll. We out of here. See, you wouldn't want to be a hostile of Easter, baby, because there are people like that. That's why the prosperity gospel messes so many folk up. That when they don't get their Cadillac, when they don't get their new home, when they don't get their whatever it is they praying about and make that condition for their relationship with Jesus, then they get upset with God, mad about something he never promised he was going to give them in the first place. You know, that's, that's how that roll. So he, say, he says, uh, second thing that we need to do is to keep the goal in sight. So it's principles that we're talking about. We're pulling out the principles. Listen to what he says in 13b. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. That is, they kept trusting God. But having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them. Stop. Here's the second principle in this passage. What he's saying is they were able, when things didn't go their way, they were able to negotiate it because they kept the goal in sight. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, keep your eyes on the prize. That's what they did. Now, if you look at it, uh, the first principle focuses in on the person of Christ. The second principle focuses in on the promises of Christ. Martin Luther King Jr., Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, a dream deferred is not a dream denied. So you got to keep the goal in sight. Let, let me just say this. 20 years ago, I switched my life verse. I switched from 2 Kings to uh, Philippians 3.10. Anybody got that memorized? That's a good one to memorize. What's it say, Elder? Okay, I, I got it memorized, but I forgot. All right, Elder, I got you. I know, because I have them senior moments too. He says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. Now get this, get this. We talk about that all the time. What, what is Paul saying? He's been a Christian for over 25 years. He's one of the greatest Christians that ever lived. If anybody could put an S on their chest, Paul could, but he never would. And so what does he say? After 25 years of serving him, of planting churches, of, of leading people to Christ, of raising the dead, of healing the sick, what is your goal? Let me tell you what my goal is. I'm not focusing in on the immediate goal because I want to be faithful and finish my course. But ultimately, I have my eye on the prize. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that I may know him, the person of Christ, and then the power of his resurrection, the power of Christ, then the fellowship of his suffering, the persecution of Christ, being made conformable unto his death. Paul, what is your goal in life? My goal is to know Jesus and him alone because in him I live and move and have my being. And apart from him, I can do nothing. So I want the person. I want the power. I want the persecution and I want the passion of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ. That's my goal. Now, I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking. I ain't Paul. And I have some other goals too. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me bring it to you. Then what are they saying? They were able to see afar off. 
Now, you need to know, he's not talking about eyesight. He's talking about insight. How do you see, Pastor Roberts, what you cannot see? How do you see what you cannot see? So remember, Fanny Crosby was asked, you remember, she's blind. She wrote over 300 hymns of the church. What a friend we have in Jesus. She wrote that. They said, is there anything worse than having no sight? She said, yes, there is. And they said, what's that? You know what she said? Having sight but no vision. That's right. And so what are you talking about? They had a vision. They had a vision. You have a vision of what God has promised you. Wow. You know, uh, I haven't always lived where I live. I haven't always driven what I drive. And I haven't always worn what I'm wearing. And I remember one of the hoopties I had was a blue Plymouth. And uh, when I would first come to church, they used to sell drugs on the corner right here. And uh, they would scatter when they saw me pull in because they thought I was Popo because I wear my hat, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And one, I remember, I remember one time the ladies had a, had, a, had a meeting and it was a Saturday. They were coming out and I was pulling in. And uh, they were in, a, this was the parking lot then. And so they started laughing at my car. Then I got out and put on the burglar alarm. And they start cracking up. They say, Pastor, man, you on that raggedy car, you got the nerve. Who would want to steal that car? And they all start cracking. They all start laughing. So I just said, well, you know, I buy what I can afford according to what y'all pay me. They stopped laughing. But, but I share that because it was a hoopty. And it was funny because I laughed too. So this is one of those cars, you know, like, they, like uh, uh, Steve Harvey used to do this thing, 10 Reasons Why and all that. He did this, 10, 10 ways to know you're driving a hoopty. And one of the ways you know you're driving a hoopty is when someone else who's not driving have to help you with the driving. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr. And really we're learning how to respond when things don't go my way. If you want to find out more about Treasured Truth, including Pastor Ford's online teaching, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, at Moody Radio, we believe it's our calling to share these helpful messages from God's Word every day. And there are a lot of people who tell us that Treasured Truth has become a daily appointment and a beacon of light in their walk with God. For some, it's a classroom in which they discover theological truth and find strength and encouragement. Maybe that's you today. Well, your monthly support is vital as we provide God's truth over the airwaves here in your neighborhood and around the world. You can become a monthly partner when you call 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, we're glad to provide this daily Bible teaching, but we also understand that some of the best learning occurs when you're alone with your Bible and a reliable book. And Moody Publishers offers a large catalog of materials that you can trust. And today, when you agree to become a monthly partner by AutoGift at a level of $30 or more, you're entitled to a 50% discount at Moody Publishers. Now, this drops the barrier of expense and gives you access to Bibles, Christian classics, Bible study tools, and much, much more. So whether you're looking for personal resources or 
Maybe searching for just the right gift as the holidays draw near, Moody Publishers has something for everyone. You can become a monthly partner by Auto Gifts and take advantage of your 50% discount when you call and become a monthly partner. Our number is 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow when Pastor Ford continues on Treasure Truth, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.